Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of the Medical Device Success podcast and videocast. I am Ted Newell, your host, and I'm also the host of the MedTech Leaders community. You can learn more about this community at medtechleaders.net. Today's episode is Eat Engage Enhances Webinar and Virtual Sales Call Engagement. How would you like to more than double webinar attendance and total engagement throughout the webinar? Would that contribute to your demand generation activities? The pharma giant Merck seemed to think so. Today we talked to Avi Tesler, CEO of Eat Engage, to learn more about this unique online engagement platform, how it works, and why it is so effective. At the end of the program, he has a special offer for viewers and listeners, so pay attention. Let's get together with Avi and learn more about this unique platform. Avi, it's really terrific to have you on the program today. As you know, we're in this theme right now of demand generation, and I really believe the platform that you are going to introduce to my listeners and viewers today is a critical tool and platform for demand generation. I think it's really exciting. Thank you, Ted, for having me on your show today. I'm certainly uh, honored and uh, looking forward to share with you and your audience about uh, Eat Engage and how Eat Engage has been uh, evolved and how it is being utilized amongst many different healthcare organizations, and more importantly, um, how it does this magic of uh, impacting the decisions that those that invited by the medical devices companies to their meetings, how it's influencing their mind to the extent of um, in many cases, suggesting, you know what, why not? I'm going to participate in your web event. Yes, and I think I've mentioned to you before that I was really amazed when I learned about your platform in a podcast, video cast that I did probably two months ago that involved Lisa Bixel of the Bixel Medical Marketing Group. And I know that you are uh, have been working with her on some projects, um, but she told me about this because we were talking about the challenges that we're faced right now because so many of our traditional methods of interacting with physicians and other healthcare professionals are difficult, if not impossible, due to the pandemic and will be for some time. So when she mentioned Eat and Gage, I just thought it was terrific. And I just thought this is really a great idea. And so I have to congratulate you on that. Thank you. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to put together the Eat Engage platform. Thank you. So my story, professional history, is uh, such that during the past a little bit more than 20 years, I have been uh, dealing with a variety of different ways of uh, helping different technology companies, mostly in the sales and uh, marketing needs. I owned uh, up till the early part of 2018, a company which was sold to a public company uh, um, in 2018. And uh, that company name is Marketech Corporations. And what Marketech used to do is to offer outsourced sales and marketing services to uh, primarily technology, different kind of uh, software companies, some uh, actually uh, medical devices companies. And what we were uh, hired to do on behalf of our clients is to develop the market for them in variety of different uh, ways and expectations. Some of them were sales related, some of them were marketing related. And one of the common challenges that we have had all along has been the ability to generate interest amongst senior uh, personnel within many different markets. Many of them were from the healthcare market. 
And once we finally managed out of many attempts to generate interest, the, the next question was, okay, so how we make this person engaged with us to the extent that they really give us the chance to uh, demonstrate or share with them uh, whatever we had to share about these uh, products or technologies that we were trying to make them interested in. And this is when the idea of what or how can we possibly break bread together with people online or how can we possible wine and dine those uh, sales prospects and clients that we want to gain their attention how can we do that without the necessity of every time that someone tells us you know uh, sounds interesting come over and meet with me how can we do that uh, do that in a virtual fashion and yet establish this uh, much closer engagement in the form of breaking uh, bread together. And this is how, of course, uh, we started looking for a way to develop a technology or a platform or a tool around this notion of a need. This is how it Engage was uh, evolved. Born out of necessity. It's sort of like the uh, sticky notes at 3M. They invented them and started using them in the business before they even thought it was a commercial product. Yeah, very much so. And that uh, actually helped us a lot because at the beginning, that was meant to be the Marketech secret weapon that would allow us to uh, maintain an edge over any alternative to our services. And indeed, it gave us a major, major power in terms of the number of people that we were able to attract to uh, the variety of uh, different online events that we were conducting on behalf of our clients. But more than that, the ability to influence the uh, very common phenomena of when you finally have people participating in your online events, many of them are very short and I would say less patient with you. And what we suddenly started seeing is this mind shift when these individuals that are typically very busy and short with time said, we appreciate this meal. How can we, what do you, what, how, how, how can we give you back something in the form of our attention? And that shifted not only the amount of people that participated in the online meetings, which grew immensely, but also the uh, whole receptiveness aspect of the individuals to be much more open and receptive to receive those uh, messages, marketing and sales messages coming from our team. And I think that's a real important distinction that we're going to be making today. And so we're going to make that distinction right now and we'll probably reinforce it and talk about it a little bit in the future, is that it is an engagement platform. When you had this challenge at Markitech to get the attention of people and engage them so that they would listen to the message and the value proposition you wanted to share with them, or your salespeople did, your sales team, um, you you use this as a platform for engagement. And I, I think that we want to make clear that that's really what's important here. And I, w- I was making some notes about this um, from our previous conversations and some of the emails that you and I passed back and forth. And it's like, you're trying to offer something of value, which is the product or service that you want to offer somebody. And it, you want to engage the person. And by adding a meal to this, it's s- sort of saying that you're not just there to sell them something, so to speak. It's almost like I'm I'm showing you respect for the time that you're going to give me. And it almost automatically, it's human nature in return to give respect back. You know, and it's like the sales process. They say that when you, when you lower tension, listening goes up when tension comes down. And as you were mentioning before, breaking bread. I think that's very, very powerful. And so how, how many years ago did you start Eat Engage itself? So the development of uh, Eat Engage started at uh, the early part of 2018, the development of the actual platform. And Eat Engage was the first commercial version 
was just uh, offered publicly to the market at the second week of January 2020. Oh. Um, we have lots of all kinds of different uh, testing events prior to that, but that was when uh, officially Engage became available to the global market. And at that time, COVID was not even being talked about in the United States. It should have been, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, that was not in the plans uh, at that time, even though that some people may uh, like to suggest that Ethan Gage brought it to the world because it really influenced us uh, very positively. But no, we, uh, we were not planning on the uh, COVID at all. It was, and I mean, the, the need to engage people online has definitely been out there prior to the COVID, but COVID definitely changed the whole... Uh, industry from considering some events for the online, some events uh, to be conducted in person, we definitely have seen a major, major, major uh, shift in uh, the behavior of many of our uh, customers. And we are being told by many of them that with the hope that COVID will be removed from our life and the cure will be found uh, in the hopefully near future, still the plans at least for the next uh, year, if not two, is to have all those uh, in-person events conducted uh, online. But regardless, I think that uh, many of the companies have changed a lot in their mindset in terms of uh, allowing their workers to work from uh, home or not necessarily from the office and just uh, realizing that many different things can be accomplished properly online without the necessity of investing very uh, large amounts of money to allow in-person association, no matter if it's one-on-one or one-to-many type of events. So... Um, indeed, uh, COVID has uh, definitely had a major positive effect on us, but the uh, design of the system has been regardless something that uh, we saw as a need since the early generations of uh, the GoToMeeting and WebEx conferencing tools came to the market more than 10 years ago. Uh, there was still a necessity to add some sort of a human touch into the virtual interaction. And uh, many of our clients suggest to us and share with us that this element of breaking bread together during web event has uh, significantly increased the personal interaction and closeness and warmth that they are able to uh, develop during the uh, web meetings. I believe it. And then what markets do you serve right now? What geographical markets do you serve? So right now we cover the entire U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. And that means the only caveat is that uh, we have to have a restaurant with a delivery service at that area. So as long as someone is not trying to conduct a web meeting in the center of a national park, we should be able to uh, accommodate But other than that, that's the only condition. Um, And we have a widespread of over half a million different restaurants uh, around the U.S. and another 100,000 around uh, Canada to accommodate pretty much any area that has uh, food delivery service in it. And what is the what size events have you managed when and i'm just asking that question because when you and i talked about this before i was sort of blown away at uh, your answer yeah so the use cases are varied between uh, some one on one or one or two few sales meetings or customer success in the healthcare world we see lots of onboardings and training on uh, different kind of medical devices for new clinicians and going all the way to uh, larger events with uh, hundreds and sometimes uh, more than uh, a thousand invitees, which are being fed at the same exact event at the same time from all around the US and Canada, 
this October, we had an event with almost 1,400 participants all at once, and everyone was uh, fed, and the event went well, the same as it is with uh, uh, very few participants. From our perspective, the size in terms of the participants definitely uh, adds a little bit more of a challenge to our team, but this is exactly where the unique added value of uh, Engage comes to uh, the benefit of our clients. And that's not only to have the platform that connects between the invitees to those events and the inviters in a very business design-like, which means that the invitees, they don't need to set up any account and they don't need to put a credit card, just like an online buffet. And everyone, wherever they are located, will see the options that are available for them based on the pre-designated budget that was assigned by the inviter, by these medical device companies, for example, in the healthcare field. So from our perspective, it's the platform. And we also have the whole call center here that is able to accommodate all the requirements of events. Today, we are able to accommodate events of up to 5,000 invitees in one uh, event. And of course, as the demand will grow, we will continue growing the uh, magnitude of uh, the call center. But the most important thing for our inviters, which are the medical entities that are inviting others to participate in their events, uh, the most important thing for them to know is that they just need to send the invitation and Eat and Engage takes the rest of the uh, responsibilities over the not only the deliveries of the food on time right before the webinar starts, but also if there are any issues in terms of the food, in terms of uh, other kind of preferences or limitations, uh, of the process that sometimes imposes some inability to uh, exactly provide what uh, an invitee wanted, we still have a whole slew of options to offer to each one of the invitees in order to make sure that everyone is ready for the webinar and they all feel very specially treated. And of course, as a result, they provide their full attention to the webinar. Is it possible for us to sort of see what, I guess there's two ways to look at this. One way is to look at it as an attendee. What does an attendee see um, as they're getting ready to participate and order their meal or whatever, sign up? Or should we come at it from the standpoint of the uh, the organization that's organizing it, What what they set up? So probably we should start actually with the uh, uh, invitee or the attendee okay. uh, point of view because that would make it very clear in terms of how the system works. And then I will show certain elements from the inviter's point of view uh, just so there is uh, the two sides of the same equation. Absolutely. So with that, I will take the screen control here. And can you see my screen right now? I can. I uh, prepared a healthcare-related case, which we have experienced actually in the earlier part of when we just introduced EatEngage to the market. Essentially, what EatEngage provides to the inviters is a link, a link that they control in terms of the content that the link carries and in terms of the financial value that uh, allows different kind of restaurants or different kind of menu items according to this predetermined budget that was designated to the invitation. So the invitation is this link. And okay, so, uh, so the, the, the company has sent this link to somebody saying, you know, we're so happy you've agreed to participate in this. And they click on this link and this is what they're seeing. Right. So okay. commonly the uh, link will be delivered in one of the two main ways. If it's a small one-on-one or one-to-few uh, web event, it will be added to the calendar invitation 
that is sent by the inviter. And if it's a larger event, like a webinar, then typically the customer or each one of the attendees will receive an email from the inviter saying, hey, Ted, you are uh, invited to this upcoming webinar. And uh, as a courtesy to your time, it will be our pleasure to treat you with a meal of your choice. And of course, at this time, we should say that meal can be breakfast, lunch, or dinner. We accommodate to all. But essentially, they will say, following registering to our webinar in our registration page, you'll receive a confirmation email with a link that will allow you to place your meal of choice that will arrive to your location shortly before the beginning of our upcoming webinar. So you can enjoy your selected meal while we present to you our product or service. And and by the way, for uh, listeners, this is a beautiful landing page that Eat Engage has provided that can be customized, which is what Avi was just mentioning before. And it's a beautiful landing page that's very simply laid out. An attendee is not going to have any trouble understanding what, what I'm seeing right here and what they would see. So anyway, having said that, go ahead, Avi. Thank you. So once each attendee will click on that link that is provided to them, they will see something that looks like that. And I say something just because that every element on this page can be customized by the inviter. But the whole uh, notion behind the experience of each one of the attendees is to be uh, exposed to different marketing uh, messages that the inviter wants to drip into their brain in terms of the drip marketing uh, ideas. And uh, the uh, goal is that since that the attendee knows that they are now just about to place a, a meal order on the account of the inviter, they will be much more receptive to take some time to review the marketing uh, information. And indeed, we learned statistically that amongst many, many thousands of invitees on a monthly basis between all of our clients, at least 80% of those that are landing on the first page of each one of those invitations actually take the time to click on the video. Oh, wow. That's Uh, amazing. So yeah, this is a very, very different uh, behavior in relation to any other lending page or web page environment. And the main reason for that is this, select your sponsored meal. They know that they are about to receive now a free meal. And it's almost like you invite them to a private event in a hotel or a private banquet. People will come in and there is a whole buffet in front of them. Many will take the time to come and say hi to whomever invited them, just as a uh, minimal appreciation to this nice street and special accommodation. So same uh, psychology perhaps applies here to the extent that people from the get-go feel like they owe you back some of their time and attention. And many of these invitations will go out weeks before the actual webinar time. And it's a great opportunity to kind of warm up your crowd with the marketing material that you will be placing in this Eat Engage Wizard. So commonly, we can see lots and lots of our clients whom are the inviters that will, whomever is going to provide the presentation will give you a brief of what this upcoming webinar is going to be about and actually greeting all those that uh, have selected to register and participate in the webinar. Yes, very nice. So uh, everything here was done uh, in a very intuitive way. Of course, uh, I'm presenting this now on a PC, but it's a responsive page and it works similarly on a, uh, any kind of mobile, uh, mobile uh, device. And uh, the main button here is the one that uh, everyone is meant to uh, click on. And the first thing that we ask every attendee is, please tell us where are you going to be located in order for us to know where to deliver the food to. 
Right. Location, of course, is the location at the date and the time of the webinar. And from our perspective, even if the webinar is uh, scheduled for two weeks, four weeks down the road, we are able to accept the order in spite of how much time before the event, the uh, invitation has been sent to those uh, invitees. And based on the address, we are located in Houston, Texas. So basically, there are three different parameters now that we will influence what our system will show. The first thing is, of course, the location uh, of each one of the invitees. The second thing is the time of the day. So for breakfast, we will show breakfast, lunch, lunches, and so on. And the last and probably the most important one is the budget that was designated by the sender of the invitation for each one of the invitees. And based on the budget, we will determine what restaurants can show up. And within those restaurants, what are the menu items that will fit into the budget that was designated? So as you will see, there are no any dollar signs. The invitee will never know what was the amount of money that was designated for his uh, meal. They just come just like a buffet and whatever restaurant that they will select will open up the menu and will allow them to uh, order from within that menu and uh, the budget allocation. And for the listeners, when that one page came up that would be showing the restaurants that the attendee could choose from, it's very beautifully laid out using the logos of the various national and local chains like you know, on the expensive side, there's Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And on the uh, less expensive side, there would be Shake Shack or California Pizza Company. And then in the medium, you have like Cheesecake Factory. So beautiful page that the attendee can, you know, start their decision making when it comes to what they're going to pick to eat. And maybe now it's a good opportunity to pause for a second in the uh, experience of the invitee and show the other side of the equation, which is the inviter. Uh, Just before I show that, of course, uh, each invitee has the ability to select from a chain or to select from a local restaurant uh, based on the type of food that they prefer. So both options are available. But taking a quick look, into the inviter's experience. So this is kind of uh, what we call event page summary. And in here on the left side, in general, we have all the content elements that should be shown on the first page and along this invitee wizard that uh, we just looked at. On the right side, we have some budgetary aspects that the the inviter can control. So we have two elements of budget that the inviter can control. The first one is how many courses, that's the quantity. How many courses will be included? It can be only a main course and a drink, uh, main course appetizer and a drink, or also even dessert. So the first line of budgetary decision is how much food in general do I want to offer? And the other dimension is what the level of the restaurants should be. So we have three, or actually four now, four different uh, levels of restaurant, basic, advanced, premier, and premier plus. And just to give you a very quick understanding, basic is mostly fast food chains. Advanced will be uh, a little bit higher. Premier will be just cheesecake type of restaurants and the premium plus will probably in most cases be the local high-end restaurants. So you have a full control as the inviter to decide what kind of restaurants and what kind of, I mean, chains and what kind of local restaurants will show up in your invitation and accordingly what kind of meal items are going to be presented. And it all has to do with the budget that you decide to designate. And by the way, for for the listeners or viewers, um, that setup page doesn't miss a thing. It's very, very thorough. 
very thorough page that you fill out that also helps you input your messaging, um, any kind of logos or anything else you're going to use that you want to show up on that landing page. It's really quite well done. So basically the experience from now is very straightforward in terms of the decision can be made each participant based on uh, their own preference. They will just uh, select the restaurant that they like. And then in this case, I designated a uh, budget that allows appetizer, main course, and uh, drink. And very simply, uh, we of course put all these meal items in a very graphical way just to even enhance the uh, interest of each participant by the basic instinct of being hungry to uh, definitely say, you know what, if I get this kind of food, I definitely want to show up. So the uh, options, of course, uh, varies according to the budget and uh, the ability to place the order is pretty much uh, simple as you have seen so far. And what Avi means by that is when we were just looking at a menu, there's an actual beautiful photo of the actual food item that's dis- that's described by the menu so they can see the food items. And that's what he means by it's very nicely presented in a way. It's just so professional that it's definitely going to enhance somebody's interest in you know, engaging and participating. And not only that, it creates a great impression for the host company that is organizing it. Thank you. And of course, the idea is to uh, allow proper meal accommodation. So it will be a uh, good representation in the corporate world environment. And many of the elements that we have done in terms of the normal food delivery companies like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, and many others in the way that they interact with whomever is trying to use them to order a meal versus what we do is that we took many of the elements that are available there and we put the corporate, <laughs> corporate world around it and we were simply trying to enable the food delivery world, which is very well developed, but much more concentrated and geared towards the consumer interaction, one-on-one consumer versus the uh, food delivery company. And we shifted to uh, the behavior of what a large company corporate that decides to make an event would do in the interaction with uh, the invitees. Exactly. Okay. It's beautiful. So the so the attendee has, you know, is here in the order form. They've selected what they want to select. The next thing is they they just need to tell us what is uh, what is their uh, information. I mean, uh, of course, uh, contact information that we have to have it in order to share it with the delivery company that is going to deliver the food to them and. We are actually, it's not what we intend to do, but many companies find that alone to be a major benefit by just on the side note kind of thing. They uh, collect all the information, including the uh, cell phone number and the email of each one of the invitees, which in many cases, the invitees are not even clients. They are just uh, prospects and they have in order for the each one of the invitees to place the order, they need to submit or to agree to submitting the order based on the terms of use and privacy policy, which essentially say you are giving us the permission to share this information with the restaurant, with the food delivery company, and with the sender of the invitation. So that's First of all, the legal acknowledgement by each one of the invitees that all the process and the data sharing is okay, but it's also a legal acknowledgement for the sender of the invitation to take this information and use it for their own uh, needs. And the uh, last thing here, which is designed for specifically the healthcare market, is that 
due to the Sunshine Act requirement for the different providers, uh, I mean, the uh, vendors that are inviting the uh, clinicians, mostly the physicians, they can capture the uh, event of uh, each one of those uh, physicians that has placed the order, which is the requirement by the Sunshine Act. And essentially, once they do that, the, each one of the physicians will be required to put their NPI number, and Engage will look at the NPI global database and pull out of it any information that is available. So all this uh, information that is available in the global NPI database will show up here automatically. The rest of it, the physician will need to uh, fill on their own. And at the end of it, they will just need to sign. And uh, of course, once they uh, hit use, this uh, signature of the physician will be, and I'll show it at the end of this process, will be captured in an individual report that the inviter can uh, later on use as part of their uh, reporting responsibilities based on the Sunshine Act uh, requirements. That's just awesome. Thank you. So really, the last thing that each inviter, uh, invitee needs to do is just to submit the order once they have concluded agreeing to the terms. And this is the uh, last page with the confirmation. There are two very interesting things here that are also very impactful. The first one has been here historically, and uh, it's uh, the ability to allow your main invitee, being, let's say, the physician, to invite his physician colleagues. So if the medical device, whomever is the inviter, goal is to enhance the amount of uh, participation in the upcoming webinar, they can allow this button to show up. And that means that each invitee will be able to invite their colleagues. This thing works like a magnet. Once you give people the ability to invite their friends, to an event and their friends will also receive a free meal. This is very commonly used and of course uh, increases significantly the uh, amount of participants in the webinar. And if we pause here on the invitee side and look at the inviter side, we call this feature sharing. So you can decide whether or not as the inviter, this button will show up at all. And you can specify if you want it to show up up to how many additional invitees each one of those attendees can invite amongst their uh, colleagues from their offices. So you have- Okay. Yeah, have, I, I, was, I was wondering what that button meant when you showed it earlier. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a full control. No one can take advantage of this generosity, but yet it's a unique way to uh, equip your main contact within a hospital or clinic with a uh, ammunition to uh, attract many more of their colleagues to participate in the upcoming event. Excellent. Built-in referral program. So that's, that's one uh, item to look into. I think that this is pretty much summarizes the uh, experience of the invitee. And it's important to say that, of course, we took the last 20 minutes or so to review it, but the average amount of time that uh, Invitee that interacts with our system the first time requires to uh, place an order is typically somewhere in the area of about 50 seconds. So the whole process is very intuitive, very quick. The only reason why it takes time is just the decision-making amongst the different restaurants and the food items, but the process itself is very smooth, intuitive, and we find that more than 99% of those who clicked on the first button to place their order are able to place their order without any uh, necessity for any help. However, if they do need help, all the screens from the first one uh, onwards are carrying this live chat option. The whole experience of each one of the invitees such that Ethengage is making lots of efforts to put ourselves in front of them rather than them reaching out to the sender of the invitation. So right. immediately after that they have placed the order, they will receive a text message 
with the uh, confirmation to the order and with a uh, list of here is how you can uh, correspond back with Eat Engage on any issue that you have with your meal. You can test, text us back, you can call us, or you can uh, use this link to chat with us live. And this is part of the whole experience uh, of each one of the invitees that from the time that they got to the food, they deal with the virtual host of the event, which is Eat Engage versus bother the uh, medical company, no matter who they are. So if I already mentioned a text, we send each one of the invitees four different text messages. The first one, immediately after they placed their order, as I mentioned. The second one, 24 hours prior to the event time, uh, confirming with them that they are going to participate, asking them to reply with why for yes and for no, on their intention to participate. And of course, we tell them that based on their participation, we will decide whether or not to send them the meal. And at that uh, second, in fact, in all the different text messages, they have a link that allows them to change the location where they want to receive the meal or the meal itself. And then the third text message arrives to them when the meal has left the restaurant, just so they would be prepared to receive that. Plus, we tell them there, be aware, the tip has been included, and all you need to do is just receive the meal and enjoy it. And the last uh, text due to COVID is when the meal has actually been delivered, because uh, in uh, many different uh, locations, the rule is that the dasher should not touch the door. So we just let IT know that the meal has just been delivered, and they need just to open the door and uh, take it from outside. And that all of this combined is what you call your white glove service. So actually, all of the items that I have defined or showed up till now, that's just the, just, that's just the uh, automated elements within the platform. Everything that I mentioned so far works without any of our uh, involvement or manual intervention. The white glove service comes either at the point when some very few of the invitees have an issue. Maybe they didn't see enough restaurants in the area because they are in a remote location. Maybe they have special food dietary related requests, so they reach out to us. So during the order placement process, the special accommodation related items would be the common ones that will cause people to reach out to us. And then the, the other side is, of course, our responsibility being eat engaged is to make sure that the food has arrived on time right before the event starts. And we set it up to arrive within 30 minutes window prior to the beginning of the event. So if there are any delays, which we managed to uh, actually achieve uh, 95% accuracy uh, time in terms of the delivery time, which is way, way, way beyond what is commonly available today amongst the uh, food delivery companies, which are suggesting that they have 80%, but it's more like 70%. We have all of them consolidated into our platform. And if we are being notified by one, there is a delay we will immediately place the order with another one. So, we, of course, we have the benefit and the so-called superpower to have a much higher acu uh, accuracy level, number one, because that we have all of them consolidated together into the system. And number two, because of the white glove service, we have uh, a whole call center that is involved in the process. And if there are any issues amongst a certain percentage and it really depends on the location of the invitees. The more remote they are, the higher ch the chances that uh, the issues will happen. So, of course, uh, a white glove service is available to assist with any kind of either delays or the food has not arrived as asked in terms of the menu items or it's if it's cold or uh, many, many times in the uh, hospital's environment just because of the magnitude of the buildings and the somewhat complexity, the delivery person will call our service and will ask for our help to find the doctor or to find a way to deliver 
inside the building the uh, meal to the doctor. And then it's our responsibility, of course, to coordinate between the different secretaries and the front desk or whomever the guard in the uh, entrance uh, to the building, how to make uh, the food arrive to its invitees. This is where we are um, the experts to find quick accommodation, if there are any issues, to find quick accommodations in order to make sure that every single invitee is properly accommodated. And then I want to circle back to the Sunshine Act and the information you're gathering. I just want to make it clear to the listeners and viewers that after everybody's registered and they've input their Sunshine Act information into the registration, they, um, the company, the host of the event, is going to receive a spreadsheet with all this information, correct? Yes. So we have, uh, as part of the inviters uh, dashboard, which there are many, many elements that I'm not going to show in this uh, instant because the idea is not to train everyone on the system, right. but rather just to give a uh, feel. So, of course, this is the order that, uh, that I just placed to uh, this particular event in this demo, which gives me the information of each uh, invitee, their email, their address, if we want the address. Some uh, companies restrict the uh, address from being exposed to them, so we have the way to eliminate that from the report. The status of the meal, the uh, date, and what kind of meal was ordered, and every meal can be canceled by the sender of the invitation on their own, or they can call us and cancel any meals or participants that they don't recognize uh, for any reason. And of course, uh, normal events, which include tens or hundreds of people, will just show here a long list of all of those that have been uh, registering and placing a meal uh, towards this event. And at the end of the event, commonly, many of our clients will download this uh, list into a CSV file and upload into to their own marketing uh, or sales automation tools. So that's in terms of the regular information, common information that we collect about each one of those that have placed a meal. Then we have the Sunshine Act report, which essentially includes uh, the NPI information, uh, in addition to the other elements that we have uh, collected in the order list, but it allows to download a PDF report, which includes the NPI information, includes the meal budget. In this case, of course, it's exposed only to the sender of the invitation and includes, of course, the signature of the physician to the extent of what uh, Sunshine Act requires. They require a, uh, an individual single report for each one of the participants and uh, to include all these pieces of information. Excellent. That really takes a lot of weight off of the organizers. Correct. And uh, it's beyond that. I think that we keep hearing from different uh, vendors that, and, and I'm not uh, by any means a Sunshine Act uh, expert, but uh, apparently this report allows them also to be much more flexible on the budgetary elements that they can designate to those uh, events and the level of accommodation that they can offer to the physicians that they would like to attract to their meetings. So I just want to say that some listeners, somebody might think, well, this is all well and good, but I can, I could just do this myself or I can have my salespeople do this themselves. And let me tell you something, you know, listeners, viewers, wherever you are, if you can have a sales rep organize this and goof around with all these orders for food, you think about the time that this rep is going to spend trying to get, let's say, three, four, five people to attend something. Or let's say it's a marketing person at your company and you're trying to get 20 people fed at a webinar type of event. All the time and effort that's going to be in uh, placing those orders, hoping that they get there on time. And you're also placing some of the responsibility on the attendee, which makes it difficult for them and isn't quite fair. You have to collect all this Sunshine Act data. You're going to spend 
so much time on this and be so inefficient compared to having somebody go to a beautiful landing page, click one button, then the next button, follow the very clear instructions, you know, order their food and be done and then have a service to back it up in case there is a problem. You know, if, if you have a problem then in, a, or in an event you organize yourself, who are these people supposed to call at seven o'clock at night? Is somebody going to be at the company, you know, to, to answer the phone and take care of it? Or do you expect the sales reps to take care of it and solve the problems of somebody? It's, this is just really remarkable. And with that, and you think about the cost of trying to do it yourself and the landmines, all the places something can get messed up and then you look bad, you know, now let's, now let's go into the pricing for this service because I think when you just uh, perhaps before the pricing and thank you for uh, bringing up the uh, element of doing it on their own Uh, the best clients that we have uh, most recently pharma company Merck they uh, actually well maybe I should say first of all uh, in general the best clients that we have by far are the clients that try to do it on their own what Merck was trying to do has been to send an email invitation to the uh, webinar to each one of their uh, upcoming or invitees. And they said, as a uh, appreciation to your uh, invitation or to your participation, we will send you a DoorDash GrabHub Uber Eats voucher that uh, we will hope that you will use for the webinar itself to order a meal so when the webinar takes place, you can have the meal of your choice. Some of the challenges that they have uh, anticipated or they witnessed that they have uh, experienced, uh, and there are many, but I will just list a few of them. The first one has been uh, that they learned, and we know that because we have the option of vouchers, which we haven't even uh, looked into when I uh, provided the demo, More than 80% of the uh, recipients of vouchers will use the vouchers not at the event time. They will use them for any kind of personal accommodation whenever they feel that they want to. And then, of course, you defeat the whole purpose of whining and dining or breaking bread together with your audience. When you talk to them, you want them to eat, you want them to be focused on you, and you want them in their subconscious to understand that this food has been sponsored to them by you. So that should influence their attention level towards uh, listening uh, to the presentation. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is that in many events, the voucher will be either DoorDash or GrabHub or Uber Eats. While all of them are uh, pretty strong, each one of them has areas, geographic areas that are uh, better covered and some that are not covered at all. Uh, EatEngage actually consolidates them all together and um, make it such that pretty much any availability is available for our clients' uh, audiences. And in fact, even if the audience is concentrated in one area where there is full coverage by one provider, uh, they are still required to set up an account with that provider. They are still required to put their credit card in that account. And they will, at the end of the process of placing the order, when they are asked to put the voucher code, they will at that time know how much money was designated to them based on the code value. And they will be required to pay extra with their credit card, assuming that they had an appetite which was beyond what the budget that was designated by the voucher allowed. So that's uh, just for the ordering of the process. And then if there are any issues with the order, they want to change location, they want to change the food items, They, the order is being late, the order uh, arrived cold, they have two options. Either they stand in line with many, many others uh, in the uh, call center of DoorDash, Gaba, or Uber Eats, which is meant for consumers, and it takes time. Or they commonly will call back to this medical device company which is definitely not something that the medical device company uh, wants to happen to them. And uh, from our perspective, Ethan Gage does this white glove service that definitely is committed as part of this process to take care of uh, all the issues. But these are, these are just part of uh, many other elements 
that appearing when you are trying to just give food to people versus have an online event accommodated with meals. And uh, if the goal is to, number one, attract many more people, and number two, establish a much higher level of engagement during the event time, then you have to time the food to arrive physically right before the event time, make sure that the food is as it was um, planned or as it was ordered, and make sure that the experience of your audience is a good experience in order to accomplish uh, what you are aiming to do, which is, of course, to sell them or to educate them about your uh, product or service. There's just so much that can go wrong if you try to do it yourself. And even big, mighty Merck, <laughs> learn the hard way. I, I love it. That's that's really great. And also, this goes back to the concept that this is this is an online engagement platform. And the result is you end up with a lot of participation. You know, I think I think we were talking about 80% participation. And we all know that if you don't have the these things in place, participation in a webinar is you know anywhere from twenty to thirty percent if you're lucky these days, but eighty percent, which is really remarkable. Yeah, we uh, actually the uh, common numbers that we keep hearing from uh, many of our customers is that the number of people that registered to the webinar, the before and after uh, the, the the webinars that they used to do normally without Eat Engage, and then when they uh, added the Eat Engage factor into them, has been a uh, increase of anywhere between double the amount of registrants to up to five times more the number of people that registered. Another, the second element, which is a very common phenomena amongst many webinar uh, registrants is that if 30% of those who register to the webinar have showed up to the webinar, that would cons- be considered as a very normal type of a success. Right. Uh, we learned from our clients that uh, they see at least 90% of those who placed order and registered show up to the meetings, at least 90%. And uh, the last element that is somewhat easy to uh, quantify is the amount of time that each one of the attendees has been staying on the webinar. And you can see it on the dashboard of the Zoom, go to meeting, WebEx, we are okay to accommodate all of them. So commonly we hear from clients that they uh, are left with uh, about half of those that started the webinar about 15 to 20 minutes into the webinar time. And typically by the end of the webinar, they have somewhere in the area of 20% that they see in the dashboard. And um, when they add the meal, just because the people develop this notion of I owe you back, they suggest that at least 80% of the total people who uh, started the webinar are still showing on their Uh, dashboard. So the effect is definitely along the entire experience, starting from the number of participants, the show-up rate, and then how much time people are staying, which this is somewhat the engagement level during the uh, webinar itself. Exactly. So can we just get like a, a general overview of what the cost might be for the hosting company? Yeah, so basically, uh, there are different ways of how to use uh, Eat Engage. There is a way to do it with a yearly subscription. There is a way to do it with an event-by-event cost. And uh, this one uh, demonstrates now a cost per event, so there is no need for any long-term commitment. Uh, Essentially, the cost of the event is being determined by the number of people that we had to feed. So you may have whatever, a few hundreds of participants in your webinar, and yet you uh, delivered only, or you wanted us to deliver only, let's say, 50 meals. So the cost of the event will be $350 plus the cost of the meal based on the budget that was designated 
by uh, the invader. So this is an individual meal and based on the allocated budget, uh, so assume that you have 50 people that were fed, then it will be the 350 plus 50 times 25, 35, 45, depends on what was the selected budget for the meal. So to me, that's so reasonable. I mean, $350 to organize the feeding of 50 people. I mean, if you just, anybody that's listening to this has been has hosted a meeting at a hotel or something and you think about all the fees you get hit with for them bringing in a buffet and having somebody serve or do whatever um this is this is very reasonable and what if it was a smaller meeting let's say um a sales rep is getting three or four uh, doctors together and a key opinion leader to talk about the value of one of his technologies or her technologies so uh, we have another way of pricing, which is we, we have what we define as events. We have what we define as meetings. And for meetings, we have a monthly subscription per user. And the cost goes, of course, uh, lower as the number of users within the inviter companies uh, larger. So essentially, it's a monthly subscription every user will be able to conduct as many um, meetings as they want. The only limit here is that the highest or the largest amount of invitees that can be included in one meeting is five. If they need more than five participants, then they will need to move on to the event uh, platform, which is what we have looked before. One more comment to say in reference to the events is that we commonly hear from companies like Merck that really the cost of the meal and the cost of the event, when they compare it to how much it will cost them to bring an individual to attend an event, when they sit and eat patiently and listen to the presentation is uh, in the global healthcare industry, is commonly going to be between $500 to $1,000 just to be able to bring someone to give their full attention. And when you talk about a budget of $25 or $35 plus the event fee, which maybe adds another $5 per person, so you're talking about a cost per person of about $40 in comparison to the global budget that companies are prepared to pay in order to attract the audience that they are looking for, we are talking about a friction of what uh, the actual event manager's uh, budget will allow in order to attract so many participants, especially in this kind of engagement level. Yeah, I think the the why I really wanted to talk about this is you can be a small startup or a small emerging growth company or a medium-sized med tech company. And this is all so very reasonable. I mean, you can have both the monthly subscription for your small, you know, uh, five or less types of meetings that you might have with your salespeople and or with key customers, one-on-ones and so on. And then for that quarterly webinar that you put on that might have, you know, 10, 25, 30 people attend, who knows, or more, it'd be great. You've got the event fee. It, It all works quite well. Is there anything that you think I forgot to ask you? The whole idea of Eat Engage is really to touch in somewhat of a physical way in those uh, virtual attendees in order to influence their attention level. And that's what we are aiming to accomplish with the Eat Engage platform. And this is what we will invite your audience to expect out of uh, potentially using Eat Engage. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for spending time today with with me and with the audience because I think this is just a really valuable platform. You know, it's an engagement platform and it will really make a difference for, um, you know, the people that are listening. You know, they can take advantage of this. And in some period of time, maybe next year, you'd probably be trying to expand into Europe, correct? Yeah, we are uh, intending to cover at least 
the uh, classic Europe uh, countries, UK, Germany, France, uh, Spain, Switzerland, uh, by uh, June of okay. 2021. That's great. Okay, good deal. Well, again, Avi, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you uh, very much for the opportunity, Ted, and we are certainly very much welcoming any of your audience members to give us a call and to try the system at no cost and uh, see for themselves if uh, this is really can uh, make a difference in engaging their uh, online audience. You bet. And in the show notes, I will have links to Eat Engage to Avi's uh, LinkedIn profile and some other resources. So be sure to check the show notes. Okay, Avi, you take care. You too, Ted. Thank you so much. For med tech companies, this is a no-brainer. Reasonable cost and very, very effective. You can't beat that. And I want to clarify Avi's offer. For a first-time user, Eat Engage will waive the event fee if it is classified as an event. For those that want to try the program with several meetings of one to five people, Eat Engage will waive the first month subscription. Of course, you have to pay for the food. You will find contact information in the show notes. Thanks so much for spending time with us today on the videocast and podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate it, subscribe to it, and recommend it to a friend. Now go win your week.